Did you know Super Awesome Mix has an app? Go to the Apple App Store today and download Super Awesome Mix. It's free. You could start creating and sending your own digital mixtapes in just a few clicks. Also, there's links to our Instagram account and a link where you can follow your favorite podcast. Speaking of which... Welcome back to another Super Awesome Mix. My name is Matt Sidholm, alongside my co-host and co-founder of Super Awesome Mix, Samer Abusalbi. Samer, how are we doing this week? Doing real well. I can't believe that we've got just a handful of episodes, really, to record to finish out Season 3, because um, we got our best of coming up, and and then that's kind of a wrap on the year. It's, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild to think we're three seasons into this show. Yeah, it's... Um... I don't know. Time just flies by. It feels like we're still new at this. Uh, and maybe the listeners would agree, but I hope they wouldn't if they're still listening. So, <laughs> Yeah, you guys are terrible. I don't know why I keep tuning in for three years. Just keep hoping. <laughs> keep hoping you get better, but just not doing it. <laughs> well, but hopefully we're so good that someone decides to copy what we're doing at some point, you know, because that really is the sincerest form of flattery and is a good segue into this week's theme. We're going to do another covers mix. Yeah, volume three of our covers. So this is a mega mix. So there will be 24 songs uh, that we're going to be covering, but we will be doing them two at a time. So we'll have the original, uh, who sang the original, and then who, you know, the cover that we picked, and then kind of, you know, just loosely talk about who we think did it better, as we've done before. So it's always a lot of fun to do this, and there's no shortage of covers in the world. That's what I always discover. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how many songs out there have just been done and redone. And even when I was putting this together, I actually put it two covers on there and had to catch myself that I was like, wait, no, no, no. This is the original one. I had to sift through multiple covers there. But we'll get to that yeah, track Yeah, totally. Later. Yep, yep, yep. I'm always worried about that, too. Uh, <laughs> I get that wrong. <laughs> All right, but let's get into it. So the first pair of tracks is Into the Mystic, originally done by Van Morrison, and you picked the cover by The Wallflowers. Yeah, The Wallflowers um, of One Headlight fame. I actually saw them live in Dallas just a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was awesome. (laughs) They sound great. Nice. Jacob Dylan sounds really good, and they actually did this song um live and um I, I think they do and i was like wow i wonder if this is a recorded version well it turns out for the american wedding soundtrack so that was like the fourth in the american pie series or maybe third uh-huh um this was on there and um oh, wow. yeah recorded it for the soundtrack and i think they do a really good job jacob dylan's voice first of all is still intact right like he still sounds great mm-hmm. unlike his father um it doesn't sound as good now, but, um, but yeah, they do a really nice job here. So not only with his voice, but then, you know, instead of the, instead of the, I think there's horns in the original, you've get, you know, a little bit more like mandolin and guitar here, uh, working through the track. So just a little bit different take. It's pretty straightforward. I mean, you're, you're definitely going to recognize it when you hear it, but I think between, um, Jacob Dylan's voice and the different instruments, they do a better job of kind of setting it off. 
Yeah, I will definitely talk about like the, you know, the different types of covers. Like, is this just kind of a filter as we kind of joke about? Mm -hmm. Or is this truly like a unique take? And I think this one is, yeah, very much in line with the two. I will say that I think that both songs missed an opportunity to use like a real foghorn because all that I could think for some reason, that's what my mind fixated on listening to this song is like. He has the foghorn. He, you know, sings about the foghorn, mm -hmm. and then there's like a kind of like an organish thing that they use yeah, to like replicate yeah. that. But it doesn't do it for me, you know. Like, and you know, we just talked about in the Metallica mix about how Lars like banged an anvil. So I feel like these guys could have gone out and gotten themselves a foghorn on the track. <laughs> yeah, when I, you know, I've mentioned before when I saw ACDC in concert, when they do Hell's Bells, a giant bell like appears on stage. And they are like gonging this giant bell at the time. And so you all know what's coming at that point. So yeah, maybe, yeah, totally. maybe if we ever got to see Van Morrison live, like there's a fog horn that blows and then everyone kind of realizes, oh, he's, he's doing it. This is it. He's going into <laughs> it's the happening. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like, I like this song. I love both versions of it. It's hard for me to kind of pick one. Uh, I think they both do a really nice job. I, I like the softness of the Van Morrison version, but I think the Wallflowers one is like a very good cover of it. And you're right. Like he's just got a great voice. Yeah, it was great to hear live. Um, I probably still favor the original, but um, but yeah, you're right. Both do a really good job. Okay, your first pick. The song is Brand New Colony, and the original is by The Postal Service, with the cover by The Beths and Pickle Darling. Yes, <laughs> Pickle Darling is a great, great name. <laughs> it's a great um, name. This one's great because it's both new music because it just came out, uh, the cover, and also it's postal service. So, like, double check for me here because um, anytime, <laughs> as you'll see, like, if Ben Gibbard does anything at all, I'm going to I'm gonna pick him. Um, and so, yeah, like, I, you know, it was this, the best was a band that I was introduced to in this last year. Um, I really, really like their sound. And so I was really excited to see this, like, pop up in my new music for you. Like, you know, the algorithm kind of put it in my face because they knew that I would I would be drawn to this because the cover of, of Postal Service by a band that I just like discovered, you know, definitely was going to like it. Um, I love the original so much. I always will. Um, but I think this take on it is kind of like fun and playful and a little bit lighter. Whereas the original one definitely kind of has like a gloomy and morose feel to it because, you know, it's like Ben Gibbard's work. So, of course, it does. <laughs> Um, but like, you know, the best version with like the clapping and like kind of I feel like that's a, a xylophone, like some of the instruments being played there are just very um, playful, especially like best part. Whereas like the, you know, Pickle Darling's voice is almost like the national covered the song. So you get like kind of two really interesting takes in, in, on this song and, you know, in one track. So um also really love the outro and in, in the best version as well. So hard for me to pick the two because I think they're both great. But I think this one is an interesting take on on a great song. Yeah, for me, not I wasn't um, familiar with this song previously, right? So I'm hearing both of them for the first time. And I think if you played these for me on like just completely separate mixes, I don't know if initially I would pick up that it's the same song. And so I, and I, right. I think it's like kind of a cool thing that the Beths and Pickle Darling did something so different with it, um, just vocally. And like you said, different instruments that it really kind of took it in a different direction, which I thought was really cool. Um I think I kind of like their version a little better, to be honest. Um, yeah. I'm not as in on the Postal Service as you are, but maybe that's why, but just kind of neutral party observer. <laughs> I feel like their version is a little better. All right. You know what? We're going to end the season early. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> We're calling it right here. <laughs> <laughs>
I just said I'm not as in on them as you are. <laughs> not that I'm out. Not that I'm out. All right. I'm going to take five and then we'll pick back up with your next track. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, all right. But let, let us move on to your next pick. So you went with The Chain by Fleetwood Mac and the cover by The High Women. Yeah. So I recently listened to the entire Rumors album, just like beginning to end by Fleetwood Mac. And it's usually like one of the top 10 albums of all time. And I think I know every song on that album, but I'd never listened to just the album beginning to end. And um, it's incredible. And and I think what's cool is that you realize Fleetwood Mac was a super group, but we didn't know it at the time, right? It was just these four musicians right. coming together. But now if those four came together, it'd be like, that's a super group. So I thought it was appropriate that the cover here is by an actual super group. Okay. So the high women are Brandy Carlisle, Natalie Hemby, Maren Morris, and Amanda Shires. Um, I think Brandy Carlisle, probably the biggest name of those four. Maren Morris, probably not far behind. Um, but they do a pretty straightforward, like recreation of this song, right? Like you're going to recognize mm-hmm. it immediately. A couple differences are the four women kind of harmonize the entire time, which is really unique and, and sounds really cool. Um, and then at the end of it, you just get this crazy guitar solo, which I can only assume is Brandy Carlisle, <laughs> um, <laughs> right. which is also a pretty cool topper for, for what is just a great song, right? Like, so the original is awesome, but I, I like where they took this in the cover. Yeah, I think I would pick the, the cover on this one. I'm like pretty solidly in that camp. Um, you know, great original song, no doubt. Like Fleetwood Mac, as you said, is definitely like a super group looking back. Um, but I, I like this one. I like this take on it. I love that, you know, that crescendo in, in the in the um, outro for sure. I just kind of love how it kind of, you know, builds up that way. But yeah, I just think it has more like the cover has more richness to it. And granted, you know, like 30 years had gone by or whatever the, the difference is between the original and this recording. So I'm sure that plays into it. But I think the richness actually does come from that harmonizing more than, um, you know, just the fact that audio quality improved tremendously. So <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, these were really nice to listen to. I, I enjoyed both, uh, but I really liked the cover. Nice. Well, I thought we had done a Fleetwood Mac back to back when I just looked at the titles here, but um, it's a different song altogether. So the song is Dreams, but the original is by the Cranberries and the cover is by Mr. Wives. Yeah, um, oh, I love the original by Cranberries. Um, I mean, it's just like instant nostalgia whenever I hear this song. I was obsessed with it whenever I was younger. Um, you know, a song about falling in love for the first time, which I didn't know that, but now I do. And it makes total sense whenever I read the lyrics. I just always loved how like airy it sounded. Um, and so I like the cover by Mr. Wives because I think that what they did is like applied like this alt rock filter to this song in a way. Um, you know, Mr. Wives is like an alt rock band from New York City. Um, they kind of remind me of churches in a way. Like, I think like if churches had covered the song, it would have been very similar to like what Mr. Wives um, produced here. So I think, yeah, it's like a really nice updated version of the classic. But this is absolutely like the same song, but with like a filter applied to it. There's nothing really divergent here about about their cover. It's just kind of a straightforward one, but one that I enjoyed. And Mr. Wives is a band that I got introduced to like three years ago and, and have really enjoyed listening to their uh, their work. So that's why I picked this one. Um, yeah, Cranberry Song, outstanding. So many movie trailers um, included yes. that song. <laughs> that's immediately what I think of when I hear it. It's just some voiceover about to jump in. Um, 
but you're right. It has kind of an ethereal kind of airy quality to it. And, and I feel like Mr. Wives kind of just leaned into that a little bit more, like drop the instruments. Mm-hmm. The voice is at a little, little bit higher register. I almost felt like the Cranberries could have done that version, which is why I thought this right. was a cool pairing because it was like, yeah, it, it, it almost seemed like a, you know, something they did in the studio, but ended up not making the final cut. Right. And so I thought that was a really neat interpretation of it is just like, not wholly different, like you said, but, but just kind of a different take on it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Your next pick, you went with across the universe by none other than the Beatles. And what I think is an incredible cover by Fiona Apple. Yeah. You know, when I listen to Fiona Apple and like, She's kind of, she reminds me of Billie Eilish, right? Like, like I wonder mm-hmm. if Billie Eilish fans somehow get connected in the algorithm to Fiona Apple because there are some like qualities to them that, that kind of connect. I think Fiona Apple's voice is a little better. And that's not a knock on Billie Eilish. Like, I just think Fiona Apple's a better singer. But um, yeah, I just thought, one, I, I just made that connection for the first time between those two artists. But, um, here, we don't do a whole lot of Beatles on this show, um, even though there's, there's probably, I, I bet we could do a whole covers mix of just Beatles songs, probably. Yeah. Um, Across the Universe is such a cool song. It's so lyric heavy, and, and the cadence of it is just a little irregular. And so it kind of takes someone like Fiona Apple to cover this adequately and, and sort of match that in some way. Like, I feel like she is an artist and, and just her voice. I think is perfect for a song like this. And um, yeah, I mean, she just, she just kind of knocks it out of the park. I mean, if you're going to do a Beatles cover, I feel like you really have to come strong with it. And, um, and she does a great job here. Yeah. This song um, I was reading about what Lennon, so this is apparently one of Lennon's favorites and why he really particularly liked this one is that he said that you could read it as poetry. Like you don't even need the melody. And I agree with him. Like if you just read like the second verse, like, Images of broken light, which dance before me like a million eyes. They call me on and on across the universe. Thoughts meander like a restless wind inside a letterbox. They tumble blindly as they make their way across the universe. Like gorgeous, gorgeously written lyrics, you know. And so then you have that really strong foundation there. And then you apply, you know, Fiona Apple's voice to it. And she just like knocks it out of the park. Like I think her version is like softer. It feels less produced, but... Um, just like a gorgeous, gorgeous take. I, I would pick her version um, over <laughs> over the Beatles <laughs> because, you know, I just, yeah, I think it's like such a unique kind of, you know, you know, taking that strong foundation, taking those words and then and then just applying like a gorgeous voice to it. Well, and she's a better lose. singer than John Lennon, right? Like just right. objectively, yeah. <laughs> I think even John Lennon <laughs> right. would agree with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, track six. Uh, we get back to back with these guys. Uh, we just featured them on a mix, um, and you talked about um, a whole treasure trove of covers out there. So we get here. You pick "Nothing Else Matters" by Metallica, and the covers by Phoebe Bridgers. Is real music dying? What even is real music, and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician, and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird, and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in. 
and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, what's so funny is that we both picked, you know, songs off of this album, but we also did it in the exact same spot in our mixes, which I think is so funny. <laughs> like that pairing, like was truly coincidental. Um, so yeah, pretty wild. So yes, obviously, we had to pick, you know, songs off of this because I just talked about it. Um, I absolutely love this version by Phoebe Bridgers. I think it's like, it's so subdued. It's so sad. It's like, sounds so small compared to like how James sing it. So this is like taking the exact same song, the exact same lyrics, and in my opinion, doing something completely different with it, which is why it's like so interesting. Um, you know, like his version is almost like almost triumphant in a way. And hers, it just feels like like you're broken inside, which you know <laughs> is a very Phoebe Bridgers thing to do. Um, and, you know, it has like her voice also has like a little bit of like this lo-fi audio quality, like filter on it, which I think adds a lot of power to what she's singing. So I just think it's amazing. Like this is truly one of those cases where you can take the exact same song and then just go, you know, so wildly different, like take a, a sharp right turn and, and produce something like that. So really, really like these. I mean, they're so different. It's hard for me to like pick one. I think they both stand, stand alone uh, because of that. Yeah. It was interesting. Cause I kind of got the same like tone or sort of message from the lyrics from both of them. But obviously the Metallica one is very forceful. But but hers is yeah. forceful in like a different way, and, and I, I don't know what it is about her voice. But you're right, just such a vastly different take than than you know a song I've heard countless times. Um, really cool, and almost had kind of an eerie quality to it, right? Which I thought was yeah. perfect. Um, you know, as we just had Halloween, so it's like this is this is the right time of the year for something like that. Yeah, totally. I like that. That could be on a Halloween eerie mix. Um, all right. So as we mentioned, your picks off of this album, you went with Sad But True, obviously by Metallica, and then a cover by Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, a band that we've talked about a couple of times before. Yeah, I mean, and what a wild take on this song, right? Like Sad yes. But True is such a like rock anthem, like it's just hardcore rock and roll. And then Jason Isbell and 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 his band, I mean, they, they've got some steel guitar, maybe some banjo in there. And it's this right. this peppy little song, <laughs> I mean, they don't change <laughs> one word, but right. it just becomes almost like uh, ironic in a way, more so than like the original version from Metallica. And so I just thought that was incredible um, how much like it, it's funny because you don't necessarily have a smile on your face listening to Sad But True by Metallica, but then you're listening yeah. to Jason Isbell's take and it's like, why am I smiling? <laughs> I don't think I should be smiling right now. <laughs> I, I, you're right. I had such a weird reaction to, to this cover because <laughs> love the, you know, Metallica version. And then I hit play on this one and I was like, oh my God, what is this? Like, what is happening? <laughs> but then I, I let it play. And the more I let it play, the more I was like, I think I love this. Like, <laughs> right, this is like, right. it's so interesting. It's like a blues version of Metallica. Yes. Right? It is so bluesy and like, yeah, it's so twangy, but it like works really well. It was bizarre. So I ended up really loving it. But the first 30 seconds, I was like, oh, my God, this is why <laughs> this is so weird to listen to this, especially having just heard, you know, like the way that we listen to these, right? Having just played Metallica's version, like shockingly different to listen to theirs. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you're right. It does take a little bit of a bluesy feel to it. And, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's really pretty cool what they're able to do with that. I thought, I thought it was excellent. I agree. Uh, all right. Track eight, you have Fix You, the original by Coldplay and the cover by Casey Musgraves. Yeah, I'm mean, coming at you strong with some country, um, <laughs> but that? you didn't see that coming. I did not. I did not. <laughs> In fact, my first note I mean, is, how did I miss this song? Because I love Casey Musgraves, <laughs> and I love the song Fix You by Coldplay, but somehow the, the intersection yeah. never came, came, to my, came my way. She's on my very short list of country artists that I will listen to <laughs> happily, and it's a very short list, so she should feel... Quite honored. <laughs> um, and I mean, because she's just so freaking talented, right? Like, it doesn't even matter that, in, in my opinion, that she's singing country. Like, I get over it because I just think she has a gorgeous voice. And she does this song a lot of justice. I think, you know, this song, if I ever really just like listen to this song, like close my eyes, listen to it, I'm not doing anything else. I feel like I could bring myself to tears listening to it. It's just like a very emotional song. Um, and it's just beautifully done. You know, Chris Martin also has like a very delicate voice, especially in, in this track. And so, yeah, I think it's like she she does a great job with it, too. Hers is beautiful. I love the guitar and the soft quality to it as well and um, could listen to it all day. So I was happy to, to kind of surprise you with this one. <laughs> I was. This was, this was a pleasant surprise. Um, obviously, love her voice. And, and like you said, this is a beautiful song. I think Chris Martin wrote this actually after Gwyneth Paltrow who he was married to at the time after her father passed away. And so, you know, the lyric like tears stream down your face when you lose something you can't replace. Right. And so it's like, mm. um, so it's a song about like losing someone, right. And trying to help that person right. going through that. Um, yeah. So it's such a beautiful song, but you know, the thing that also uh, that I love the most in fix you is just that build up part with the guitar and the drums and all that. Uh. Yeah. And Casey Musgraves just kind of skips over that part. And so that's why it's like, I'm <laughs> going to go with the original as far as which one I favored yeah. here still. But of course, um, you know, her, her voice is amazing. Yeah, that's totally fair. All right. Track nine, the one where we had to kind of swap out last minute. Um, we'll talk about that. So this is Make You Feel My Love, the original actually by Bob Dylan um, and then the cover by Adele. Yeah, so originally when I put this on the mix, I had it as, well, let me just go back. I first heard this song from Garth Brooks, okay? Garth Brooks recorded this song and put it out on an album, and I was like, nice. in high school or college, right? And I heard it, and I was like, oh, this is a great song. Well, then Billy Joel puts it on one of his greatest hits albums, and then I'm like, oh, maybe this is a Billy Joel song, and, and Garth Brooks <laughs> covered it. Right. And then um, I remembered after I, I sent you my mix, because I really originally had Billy Joel on here, it was actually a Bob Dylan song. So Bob Dylan wrote and recorded this song. And um, then it was covered by Billy Joel, by Garth Brooks, and now by Adele. It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful love it song. Um, and Adele's voice, just nothing but her and the piano. It's incredible. Um, but also it's like, talk about some heavy hitters, like covering this song. <laughs> like if you're some indie okay. band, don't touch this song because that those four are, are, you know, arguably the best in their fields at different times. I mean, <laughs> right. 
<laughs> That's awesome. You just put a challenge out there um, to all the indie bands. <laughs> I do. Yeah. If you're some indie band, give me give me a cover of "Make You Feel My Love" and and see if uh, <laughs> see if I'm cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. They will make you feel their love uh, of, of this song. It's very appropriate. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I got to go with the Adele version here. Um, And I think it's, you know, as we kind of mentioned earlier, like Bob Dylan's voice, you know, he was he was a great songwriter. I wouldn't call him an amazing singer. Right. Right. I I don't think of him as an amazing singer. And the lyrics are gorgeous. Like, as you said, it's, it's just a beautiful song. So I think like having her voice sing these lyrics in particular, there's less of a mismatch, which is what I feel whenever I listen to him sing it. I feel like these two things don't belong together. Right. Um. So I really like the Adele version and kind of makes sense that like the Billy Joel versions and the Garth Brooks and, you know, all of those end up becoming really popular um, because it's like, right, they're super talented singers. They have great voices. Um, Plus, again, really strong lyrics. You know, it's like we talked about with the Beatles. So makes sense that those kind of blow up. But then you're like, oh, right. This actually was (laughs) was actually a Bob Dylan song. Yeah. And Bob Dylan (laughs) would probably agree that Adele's a better singer. Right. Just like just like John Lennon would concede that to Fiona Apple. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) all right track 10 we've got under pressure of course the original by queen and david bowie the cover by the used and my chemical romance i know like what a great random cover Um, (laughs) this is just one of those that i just kind of found um by by chance by searching around like just trying to find like you know well well well-known covers and stuff um so this was really fun because this is absolutely one of these where it's like a filter being applied to a song um, you know, Under Pressure, obviously an amazing song by two of the greatest um, in their field. So Queen and David Bowie. And like, this is basically like truly My Chemical Romance singing this song. I just think like it sounds just like them. Um, their style works really well with the song. And yeah, I liked it. So it's just kind of a fun one I wanted to throw on here. I agree. I was a little surprised to see it on there. I didn't realize people had covered this song. Um, I also wondered if the used and my chemical romance were going to deny that it was actually a cover the way Vanilla Ice did and just say, no, it's it's totally different. Okay. Uh, But you're right. (laughs) They do put that my chemical romance filter on it. They speed it up, which I thought was cool. Right. Like they they kind of pick up the pace a little bit. And yeah, they don't try to match the the vocals just because it's impossible to match the vocals. So right. you know, good on them for just yeah. being like, we're not even going to try to do that. Let's just do our own version of it, which I thought was perfect. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, it would be hard to go toe to toe with, with Queen. Yeah. I mean, come on, get out of here. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> don't do that with Freddie. Murphy. Right. Um, <laughs> it's like those karaoke things. Like don't, yeah. don't pick that. Don't do that. Got a great don't voice. do that. Don't do that. Um, all right, so your final pick here, you went with Jolene by Dolly Parton and the cover by The White Stripes. Yeah, Dolly Parton's original is just legendary, right? Like, I mean, like all her songs, I don't know, but, you know, her vocals are great um, and and the lyrics here are outstanding and, and it's just such a song of, like, desperation. And I think that's what I right. thought was so cool about what The White Stripes did and Jack White, where it's like he really kind of there's almost this descent into madness, right? As he's singing this song, mm-hmm. because that really is what this song is, right? Like, it's just this desperate plea. Don't, don't steal my man because I know you can, right? Like that's kind of the overriding right. message here. And so I think Jack White does a good job both with musically and, and then just with his voice of kind of conveying that. 
Yeah, no, you're right. And it's funny you mentioned the descent in the madness because I've I like listened to the white stripes version and I thought of the doors. Um, it's almost like, I don't know, for some reason that was the association. And then whenever I think of the doors, I think of the song, the end, and then I think of apocalypse now. And so that was that whole uh, connection there for you. Um, <laughs> that's, how my, that's how my brain works. Um, so I really enjoyed their take on it. Uh, and, you know, this one is hard for me to pick because they are so different to one another. Um, and, you know, it's definitely in that category of like you take the same song and you can kind of do it wildly different, but both really, really good. Um, I enjoyed both. Absolutely. All right, your final pick, final track of the mix. It is The King of Carrot Flowers, part one, the original by Neutral Milk Hotel, and the cover, of course, by Death Cab for Cutie. Of course, Ben Gibbard coming back again. Um, This is one that I did not know existed, uh, but it makes all the sense in the world that it exists because if you've got a band like Neutral Milk Hotel, like I feel like, of course, Death Cab for Cutie could cover them because they're both in like that alt, you know, pop rock mix space or whatever so um and, you know and it's like a sad dark song told through like a kind of a folksy odd tune with really peculiar instrumentation so again it's like perfect <laughs> perfect sam bait number one and perfect death cab for cutie um opportunity to cover so i think you know they they both did like a great job of the song i, I do like the death cab version a little bit more but probably because i love that band they're like a top five band for me easily um and yeah it's just it's an odd song it's it's an interesting one so it was fun for me to kind of pick something way out of left field you know that you might not have i you know i assume you haven't heard the original much less the cover here <laughs> look if i had a nickel for every cover of the king of carrot flowers part one that i've heard <laughs> i'd be a wealthy man summer um no uh i was not familiar with the song the original reminded me of something by that like they might be giants might do right where, oh, interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, where it, yeah. it's not necessarily, I don't know. I like the Death Cab for Cutie cover because it was a little more melodic, right? Like they kind of mm-hmm. sang it a little bit more than what the original was. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really cool song and definitely something that if it's not already on a Wes Anderson soundtrack, um, should be at some point. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. It is volume three of our covers mix. You get a super size mix this week with 24 songs on it. Um, go ahead and check us out on Instagram at super awesome mix, share the show, rate us, give us a nice little five-star review there. Samer and I will get to work on our next mixes. So for Samer, this is Matt and we'll see you next time. Super Awesome Mix is brought to you by DLM. Make shopping easy with DLM, the one-stop shop for all your casual clothing needs. Shop DLMSupplyCo.com and enter the promo code AWESOME at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. That's DLMSupplyCo.com.